teaching is really great because it gives me a little bit more time, but allows a little bit more discussion, allows a little bit more of uh, looking into in depth instead of trying to cover it in one message this morning. But I hope this morning I'll be able to bring into your heart and in your spirit an inspiration, a revelation within you of the supernatural and what God's doing, what God is, what he is doing, what he has, what you and I have. We can rejoice in the Lord. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I ask you, Lord, that you help me to be an anointed speaker and all of us in the house to become anointed listeners. And I ask you, Lord, that you help me to adequately share a message today, God, that will touch the lives of everyone in this room and those who may be watching. Lord, we thank you for your blessings and your grace upon our life. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Last Sunday, wasn't it great last Sunday? Wasn't it great? Well, one person said, yeah, wasn't it great last Sunday? I know some folks couldn't make it, but man, we had a great time last Sunday celebrating the message of Christ and celebrating this season with our kid men and, and teen men. And so the children's ministry just did a great job and so much it inspired me that I felt like we needed to look into this more in depth and the message and rejoice in the Lord about his heavenly host. Last uh, Sunday was, was great. The children did a program and called it and titled it The Big Announcement. I'll tell you what, we've got some dancers in this church, some kids that are dancers. Great dancers in the worship and the arts and, and, and just great, just wonderful celebration in the Lord. But there was something very interesting last, uh, last week after the program, you know, when the, when the house is finally quiet and the pieces are being picked up and put away and, and set pieces rearranged and everything. There was something very, very interesting that my wife found that it sort of inspired me today so much that I thought it was really neat because, you know, you know, we had Gabriel here last Sunday. You know, he was dressed up, had, his, had wings and was walking around, and she, she showed me this. She said, Ronnie, I found this, and I found this, and she gave it to me. I thought, man, this is something. She just handed me this white feather. Now, we know where that came from. It came from a costume, and it came from the wing off of Gabriel's wing. And, and I looked at that, and I thought, you know, God's people need to look into the spiritual and the supernatural in such a way that it's just as real as this feather is. That we need to... It's a tangible example of something that is very, very real. This time of year, we celebrate the birth of our Savior and Jesus coming, but I want you to know throughout the countless ages of history of mankind, there were angelic beings that God created before he created man. And angels that were doing the work of the Lord. Angels who were mighty, who are mighty in God. And so what I'd like to do is, I just wondered this morning, 
if any of the children this morning, I'm going to leave this open because I think I'm going to have some left over for a reason. Are there any kids this morning like to have a feather? So I'm, oh, come on up here. Come on. Come on up here. I'm so glad. Isn't it great to have our kids with us this morning? Give them a round of applause. Awesome. My goodness. Go ahead and take your feather. Grab one out of there. Come on. Yeah. Grab one. If they stick together, that's okay. You grab another, honey, if that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we know these feathers come off of a costume, something that is meant to be like an angel's wing. But I want you to know every one of these children need to know that there are angels around them. Some of you needed to realize that this morning when you come through the door, you may have walked right through an angel this morning or around an angel in this building. You say, Pastor Ron, we shouldn't get so ooey about this. No, let me tell you, we should not forget. We should not forget. Here you go. I'll, I'll pick you out a good one. Dad, you got one. Good job. Anyone else? Anyone else? Anyone? Before we leave today, I, I'm believing God that there are going to be some adults that are going to grab a feather. You know why? So the past couple of years, we've had an attack and boxing in. Boxing us in, we can't, couldn't get out, couldn't do. Some of us went through a spell and sickness and went through, you know what I'm talking about. You know, I don't have to say the word, you know what it is. I'm not talking about the flu, it's around. Something else. We got something that boxed you in, something that kept you confined, something that kept you controlled, you felt like. You, you remember that, that kind of that feeling of control? And those spirits still trying to linger around in our culture, our society right now. And it was just something that was so degrading. Depression rose up mightily. The people started acting up more. There was aggression that has risen up because, and depression and suicides were because of the spiritual attack of oppression and pressing in and locked in doors and stay in, can't get out or whatever. So much that the enemy has decided to attack our imagination, our vision, our sight of the things that are unseen. The Bible says the things that are seen, they're temporary. But the things not seen, they're eternal. And somehow or another, I believe in all my heart, God is wanting us to have a revival in the understanding of the glorious heavens he's created and the army that he has created. And what he's doing even today, what he has done through his word, through the history of man and creation, and those beings who were present and doing his work are doing his work today. And we need to understand that there's a heavenly, mighty host of God that are ready at his command, ready at his word, who's been busy working in your life more than what you realize, we need to, maybe we need to lay this on our dresser and look at it and remind ourselves that there is a, a heavenly army. There is a God that, that gives orders and gives commands to this heavenly army and that we are not defeated. We shall not be defeated. We have the blood of Jesus Christ. We, all, we have all of heaven's armies 
around us. We should rejoice in God and God open and remove the scales off of our eyes that we will see and imagine the skies being filled with a heavenly host and God bringing victory to his people. And we are free in Jesus Christ. I want you to get a feather before you leave. Got a lot of them up here. I want you to take, I want you to take it. I want you to put it in a good place. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it on your dresser. Put it on your dash of your car. Put it in your car. Put it around. But you remember that there's a heavenly host that we need to imagine and see with our spiritual eye and understand that they're watching us also. And God is watching over us. In Psalm 35 and 7, the Bible says, The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him and delivers them. Hebrews 1 and 13 in the New Living Translation states it this way, Therefore angels are only servants, spirits sent to care for people who will inherit salvation, doing the work of the Lord. We need to be aware of the supernatural surroundings in our spiritual walk. Supernatural, the word supernatural defined is words such as beyond. Beyond, unexplainable, outside the natural order. We've been under, living too much under the natural order. We've been going along with the man-made rules. We've been boxed ourselves in with the newest news on the networks and the bad stuff that's happening around us. We're allowing ourselves to be closed in and allowing our vision to be shrunken and to shrink. But God this morning wants us to have a heavenly vision. To know that your God is working and our God who sits on the throne and the heavenly host around him and ready to receive orders at any time for God's people, for God to work and intervene in so many ways. We need to be aware of that supernatural, that supernatural surroundings that we walk in. We believe in the name of Jesus and the blood of Jesus Christ given us victory. But let me remind you that there is a heavenly host and there are angelic beings that are watching over you and ready to take care of you at any given time. Some of you have your testimonies. That's why we need a classroom setting. Some of you have your testimonies. That's, go on and use uh, social media if you want. And go on social media and say, I believe an angel has intervened on my behalf. There we have our testimonies. We have our, our stories and our accounts. I've got the microphone, so I have uh, the power this morning. To share an incident, I was dating my wife. I'd preached a revival. Lee and I were dating. We were young. I was a young teenager. And uh, I was working a full-time job all day, overtime, and then going uh, out of town to preach a revival. And, and she was going with me. And I dropped her off at her house. And it was uh, 12 o'clock at night. And I was just totally, I was getting tired through the week as it waned on. You, know, you had a revival all week long. And so I was driving my car and I excelled and pressed on my accelerator and I was getting on the ramp to get on the interstate. 
there in Louisville, Kentucky. And as I was pressing on my accelerator, next thing I know, I open my eyes and I'm right in front of this massive metal light pole that goes that gives light over the interstate and the highway and was right in front of my car. I turned my wheel there. I cannot understand how I missed that pole. I hit that pole, but only the side of the car. And I'm just amazed that God had taken over. I know that God had sent a messenger to save my life, that I was not supposed to die that day because I would have died. This was before seatbelts, my friend. This is when it would have been it if I'd hit that pole head on. But God miraculously moved me over. And I know it was him. It wasn't my great driving because I wasn't that good of a driver and I was young but God spared my life how many here have a testimony in your life where that God had intervened well you go on and give God the praise you go on and thank him for the angels that he sent to move and operate in your life amen hallelujah so what I'm hoping will happen in this message is that you'll get we'll get our eyes open to the spiritual realities and all around us and the supernatural realm that is around us. If you're in a dark place this morning, dark place in your life, if you're struggling in some situation in your life right now, that God would give, that God would give you the eyes to see the spiritual reality and the angel activity that's working and working around you in your situation. God will not abandon you. God will be there for you. All of heaven is ready and available at our need and our situation. God will give the word and it will happen. It's been said that a Christian life is not a playground, but it's a battleground. Angels are mentioned. I just want to say this. Angel, angels are mentioned at least 108 times in the Old Testament and 165 times in the New Testament. It's mentioned in 33 of the 66 books of the Bible. In relation, the, the angels had appeared, and the angels appeared at certain times. It's, it's in relation to new eras in Scripture. Angels are seen. First of all, they're joined in praise when the earth was created. In Job 38, 6 and 7, Job writes, to what were its foundations fastened or who laid its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy at the time of creation. The second era of time was they were involved in the giving of the law and the Mosaic law. Galatians 3 and 19, Paul writes, he says, what purpose then does the law serve? It was added because of transgressions till the seed should come to whom the promise was made. And it was appointed through angels by the hand of a mediator. Angels were involved of giving in the law. And then they were acted that at the first advent. It was mentioned today about the angels appearing unto the shepherds or to the, of course the wise men came, but in Luke chapter 2 they appeared to the shepherds. And they gave glory to God, and the sky was filled with their worship and their praise at, their, at the big announcement that Jesus had come, that Messiah had come to mankind.
They were very active in the first advent of Christ. They were active during the early years of the church. You can find them throughout the book of Acts. Uh, where that an angel would appear and let someone out of jail, out of prison, and open the doors and intervene. An angel would be there present and, and to rescue them and to help them. They were active during the early years of the church. And they will be involved in the events that surround the second advent of Christ. They're going to appear with Jesus when Jesus comes back again. When the second advent occurs, angels are going to be present and very much a part of the coming of the Lord. These are eras and events that are throughout the recorded in scriptures where angels are going to be involved with. And therefore, in between those spaces, let me tell you, they have been actively working ever since creation. And they're working Today, on the behalf in spiritual warfare for the children of God. I'd love to go in detail, but I'm telling you, as you go through the pages of this book, the Bible, the Word of God, you will find angels everywhere throughout the Old and the New Testament. God confirming His glory. God confirming His authority. God confirming His ability and what He's able to do. And so, therefore, angels were the great example of the mighty hand of God. I want, you, I want to cover three things about angels. First of all, they're worshipers. They're worshipers. In Isaiah chapter 6, we find there, of course, that there Isaiah, in the year that King Uzziah died, he saw also, though the throne of Israel was empty, he saw the throne of God was filled and that God sat on the throne while he was worried about the nation that had an empty throne. God was sitting on his throne. But as he prayed and sought the Lord, he said, I saw the Lord. He was high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And it said that when he spoke, the post of the temple shook. And there within that temple on three sides were angels. Many commentators believe they were choirs of angels, not just a few, but just choirs filling the temple of the Lord. And there God sitting on the throne. And there they began to give a, what was called an antiphonical uh, response of worship, which is a responsive worship. One side choir would cry out, holy then the other choir would cry out holy. Then the other choir would cry holy. Then they'd cry holy again and holy again and holy again. Over, over, holy, holy. As they would worship. They were literally, they were, uh, you know, they were music majors. They, they knew music. They knew how to worship. They knew how to sing. They, they were definitely the ultimate worship leaders. And they could lead in worship. They are, they're, they're like worship leaders leading the choirs singing, glorifying God, holy, holy, holy. They're shouting back and forth. They're praising God. And what are they saying? Or they're singing. Isn't found in Revelation 4 and 8. They're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Holy, holy, holy. He who was and is and is to come. They're majestic beings because they live in the presence of God. They live in the presence of God and they're majestic in the, in the holiness of God. They, and the, God's holiness reflects off of them. 
because they're in His presence. And that's why the responses of human beings were always very serious when they saw an angel. If you ever see an angel, you will respond. It's not going to be some little cupid doll. It's going to be a mighty angel spirit being of God. Full of light and power. And you'll, you'll discover that when you come face to face with the holiness and glory that God shines forth out of them. It matters that angels were designed in their kind to worship by the hand of God. God created them to worship. We as believers, we have been designed also to worship God. I wonder what the angels think sometimes when they look down in church services and people just there kind of biding their time with their hands in their pocket. Not involved, not interested, just want to put their time in and then leave. Sitting and sleeping, sitting and ignoring. Sitting when they look and they probably wonder, we were created, we cry holy to God. We shout out holy to God. And here are they who receive so much, won't even recognize him or worship him. You have been designed to worship the Lord. Let everything that hath breath praise ye the Lord. You're not just praising with your lips. You're praising with your hands. You're praising with your feet. You're praising with your dance. You praise him with expression as though you know who sits upon the throne. You praise him like the literal angels in heaven are worshipers of him. Worshipers. And especially they sing around the throne, holy, holy, holy. But you and I, when we make it into heaven, they'll cry, holy, holy, holy. And we're going to cry, grace, grace, grace. Grace that got me here. Grace has blessed me. Grace that helped me. Grace of God. The grace of God. The grace of God. Joining in with angels as they cry holy, we're going to say grace, grace, grace unto God, unto our Father, unto the one who sits upon the throne. Praise God. Praise God. Angels are immortal. What I mean by that is that they're not born, and neither do they reproduce. One of the questions I get sometimes from people and regarding people is they'll ask, do, you know, regarding about if angels, uh, is we get regarding angels, is that do humans, human beings become angels? I want to say that's for folklore. I want you to know that, though it makes a really good movie and really good entertaining. I just watched It's a Wonderful Life the other night. Love it. Love the movie. Watch it. Make you feel good. Make you think about goodness, goodness of people, and goodness of prayer, and praying. Any movie's going to have prayer at the very beginning of it. I think that's pretty awesome. But it's, it's folklore. I mean, you might have had an aunt that told you that, or somebody that told you that when you die, you become an angel or little babies when they die they become angels but human beings don't become angels when we get into eternity we're told we're in a total different category human beings total different category of human beings and angels angels are created by God they're spirit beings 
Jesus said they neither produce or reproduce because they're immortal. They're spirit beings. But you and I, we're human. We're in a different category. So therefore, when we die, we don't become an angel. We become one of the sons of God. <laughs> I mean, come on, you just imagine that. That's a little, I think that's a little different there. We are the sons of God, and we're not angels. Though we ever had people take feathers and, 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 and keep them, believing in the power of God's army is that the thing is we know that not all angels have wings. And i got to ask God when I get into heaven, why do angels have wings since they're spirit beings? They can fly anyway. But why are there certain angels that have the wings? It has to be demonstrative of something God wants man to see, something of authority, something. And I don't know. Don't ask me. I don't know. If you find in Scripture, please message me and let me know. But these feathers represent the wings of the cherubims and the seraphims. We find in Isaiah where he saw them in chapter 6, and he saw those angels with wings, the cherubims and seraphims. But not all angels will have wings, but we know they got them. And so we can say in our imagination, we can take home a white feather and say, you know, angels are watching over me. They've encamped around me. They're taking care of me. You go in and you're in labor and you're going to have a baby. Know that angels have surrounded you in that delivery room. You're going in and surgery. I knew that angels were going to be around me before the doctor ever got a hold of me and did anything to me. I knew that angels are surrounded around me. You students who go to school that's so filled with paganism and secular humanism. Maybe you need to put your feather in your book bag. And walk in your school and say, God is real and angels are watching over me. Mom and dad, don't be worried. Know that your God will take care of your children where they are. And you just go on and pray, Lord, put your angels around my babies. Put your angels around my family. Surround them, protect them, keep them. I know that you are God and I know that the heavenly host exists. Is that crazy? That's okay. They say insane people are happy in their condition. I'm very happy in my condition. I want heaven to open up. I want angels to move around. I want you to see the supernatural and know that there's a God that cares for you. It's time to come out of the box. It's time to celebrate, to know that the great kingdom of God is opened up to his children and there's a heavenly army. That's taking care of you. Hallelujah. They're innumerable. In Daniel, we find that Daniel says there's mirads. Mirads means tens of thousands. But then he says mirads, 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 whichever way you want to say it. But it means there's ten thousands, ten thousands, ten thousands of angels. Ten thousands, ten thousands, ten thousands of angels. And don't you worry about the devil. With his lying tongue and his deceit and his evil, he only drew one third of the angels. If my math is correct, we got double whatever the devil may have. 
that are at our dispenser, that God will move, that we got two-thirds of the angels, the heavenly host with us. Hallelujah. Now, we're not totally relied on angels. Look what advantage God's given us in his kingdom. We got the blood of Jesus Christ. We got the name of Jesus. Isn't the name of Jesus wonderful? Oh, it's so wonderful. The angel showed up and said, and his name shall be called Jesus. Jesus. We worship him. And it is his army that goes and works on our behalf. Oh, my. I got to tell you, I feel pretty bold. I feel, feel, I'm, I feel pretty bold. I don't think I'm bold enough to jump out of an airplane with parachute. But I would if the plane's going down. Now, I know God's going to take care of me, but I'm just not that place of that kind of needing that kind of thrill. But I will tell you the boldness, the assurance of knowing all of heaven is on your side. All of heaven is on your side. God is on your side. Jesus is on your side. Your spirit, the Holy Spirit is inside of you working, and there's a heavenly host that's surrounding you and camped around you. Glory to God. I, I feel pretty special. How about you? Yep. Angels are witnesses in Psalm 103 and 20. Not only are they worshipers, they're witnesses in Psalm 103 and 20. Bless the Lord, you, his angels, who excel in strength, who do his word, heeding the voice of his word. In other words, angels will only do what the Father beckons and tells them to do. They'll never go outside of the Word. They will never go outside of the Word of God and God's Word, His voice. They will follow it uh, uh, instinctively and clearly and decisively. They will follow through what's said. The boy Eller said something about us because the Bible refers us. You know, angel means messenger. That we are, they are messengers. They're witnesses of what has happened. They're witnesses of what God's going to do. Throughout the ages in history, through the word of God, and even today, there are times that men and women need to hear the voice of God and the leaning, leading of God. And throughout scripture, there were people who were reached by the voice of an angel and led by an angel because God told the angel to lead them or to say certain things. God will do the same this day. His word will lead and guide us unto all truth. His spirit will go and give us. His spirit will lead and guide us all in all truth. But I will tell you, there are outside agents that are working on our behalf, getting things out of the way, moving things out of our path, doing things that are mighty in the sight of God. I'm an angel. The Bible in the book of Revelation says that to the angels of the Lord, a certain church, any messenger. Are you a messenger? You're an angel. In essence, because that's what the word angel means is messenger. Angelos, I think is how you pronounce it. And that it means messenger. So you're called to share the message. You're called to give the witness and the good news. Go alongside of the angels declaring the glory of God and the good news. Praise God. Hallelujah. These beings are superhuman messengers. They're superhero messengers. And the clear roles of angels and responsibility of angels in the Bible is to show up at the right time with a message. 
And we've seen that. We can read and see at times where the angels showed up with the great announcement and the direction. They're messengers. Lastly, angels. They're warriors. They're worshipers. They're witnesses. They're warriors. I didn't say warriors. It's W with an A, not W with an R. They're warriors. They're warriors. In the same verse of Psalm 103.20, Bless the Lord, you his angels, who excel in strength. Excel in strength. It was an angel that rode the stone away, a four-ton stone to get out of the way of the tomb when Jesus laid there. It was an angel that we find in Scripture that when the devil is going to be cast into the bottomless pit, it's not going to be Jesus struggling with the devil. Let me tell you, it's never been Jesus struggling with the devil. The devil has never been an equal to Jesus Christ. He's a fallen angel. It's just there's always a bigger angel. You and I can't handle the supernatural of angels because we're human beings. But let me tell you, God's got an A-team. God's got a super team. God's got angels, and one angel's going to grab him, kick him, bite him, and throw him in the bottomless pit. Don't quote me on that. But he will have the power... Because Satan is just a fallen angel. And God's got an army. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. They're warriors. They're warriors. In 2 Kings chapter 6, Elisha, his servant, goes out. They're in the city of Dothan. And Dothan, not Gotham. Dothan. I didn't say Gotham, but I knew it's in your mind. Gotham. Dothan. In the city of Dothan. He comes out in the early morning. The servant goes out and he looks and he sees that the whole city is surrounded by the Syrian army. He goes running in and he, and he tells the prophet, tells him, he says, oh, oh, oh. He says, I want to tell you what I saw. He says, oh, master, he says, we're surrounded. The enemy has surrounded us. What are we going to do? The prophet said, Elijah said, he said, don't be afraid. He said, don't fear. He said, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Two-thirds. More with us than with them. And he prayed. God opened the eyes of the servant and saw the fiery chariots. And around surrounded the enemy. That's what God, he's got an army of warriors. He's going to surround the enemy. You think the enemy's got you surrounded? Well, God's got the enemy surrounded. You have victory in Jesus' name. You have victory because all of heaven and heavenly host is on your side. You got Jesus and you got the master. You got the king of kings and the Lord of lords. The king of angel armies. God. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Hallelujah. So there's more with us than are against us. There's more going for you than what is against you. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what pressures. I don't know what type of battles. But some of you are going through some battles. Some of you are going through some issues. Going some things that you don't know how it's going to turn out. What's going to happen. But you call on the name of the Lord. And believe God that the angels of the Lord have encamped around you. And that you're surrounded by God's power. His greatness. Oh God. Open the eyes of our understanding. Open, remove the scale off of our eyes, God. Let us see what is before us and around us and the greatness. Lord, we open our eyes and we see the beauty of this earth 
and the glorious trees and the sky and the stars. But Lord, just open our eyes that we'll see all around us are the heavenly hosts ready to do whatever you command them to do and ready to watch over us, God. For Lord, when we see your angels, we see your love. We see your strength. We see your power. We see an answer. We see a way through whatever we're facing, God. In the name of Jesus Christ, open our eyes that we'll see. That we'll begin to see the supernatural. The supernatural that's working all around us. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. I know we have the name of Jesus. But I believe sometimes people can get so discouraged in their Christian walk. That they can't even seem to. To pray. I believe God dispenses his armies, angels, to watch over and to begin to do a work. It will lead you to a place. And the Holy Spirit, you'll begin to hear the Holy Spirit and remove obstacles and things. The devil says, aha, I've got them. They're so weak, they can't stand. God says, no, I've got my angels around them. I will sustain them. I'll keep them. Because his love is so great and his power. Maybe you're discouraged, but don't be. There are angels around you. Supernatural power working around us. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our eyes. Would you stand with me? <laughs> Hallelujah. Give us your vision, Lord. Give us your vision, your sight. Give us your vision and sight, O oh Lord, that we see that we don't let our mortality get in the way, but we believe and know what your word declares. And we declare your name and your power and your victory. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. I'd like for the worship team to come. And I'd like for us to close in worship. Just like the angels. And worship God. I want us to worship the Lord. I want us to worship God. And there's something else I want to say. To all you doubters out there. And there are some in the church. I thank God for them. We need doubters. We need sinners in the church. Did you know that? This isn't a club. This is opportunity. For all you doubters out there who don't believe in God, I'm going to pray that you get a good sight of something that's going to make you run to him and realize he is God. All you students out there that know everything, you know everything, that God will give you a good dose of revelation of truth and supernatural. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. It's going to scare you. It's going to scare you. You know why? Especially those who run from God. is because then they realize the awesomeness of God and God's trying to get your attention. It's a funny thing like we don't want fear going on in church. We don't want any conviction or bad feelings or scary. Let me tell you, if Jesus was in this room, we'd all be on our faces. We'd all fall as dead men because of his glory, who he is. 
We'd reverence him, we worship him, but I got to tell you, I don't think I'd be able to get off the floor because of his glory and his reverence of him. I'm going to pray right now. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as I sense the Holy Ghost, reveal yourself to every man here, and especially, Lord, to those who don't believe. Reveal your glory. Reveal yourself to them. That they'll realize and say, oh my, I was wrong. I do believe there is God. There are angels. There is the heavenlies. There's the supernatural power of God. Open our eyes, Lord. Open the eyes of those who have their eyes closed. And Lord, those of us who have our eyes open, let us rejoice in you. Let us rejoice in what you provide and what you've given us. And we rejoice in the heavenly hosts. And with the heavenly hosts, we rejoice the name of Jesus Christ and glorify him. Let's just praise him right now. Go ahead and hold It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yeah! It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. They look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battles. 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 But I'm surrounded by you. Yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded. Shake the stand up. may look like I'm surrounded. You're out there. You're out there this morning. You're facing something, and you just want a feather. As a reminder, angels are encamped around you. Go ahead and come on. It's open. It's free. Take one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's open to anyone want to come up and take one. Praise the Lord. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yeah. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. And this is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight my battles. 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 This is how I fight my
I'm going to leave these out here. You feel free anytime after service. Grab a feather. Some of you students, some of you students that have one, you have another. It's okay. You come and get it. And I want you to lay it in the place of prominence. You see it and know. Be reminded. God has encamped around you with his armies. God bless you. I'm going to tell something. Can I tell your testimony too, though? Um, uh, this is a supernatural thing that happened in the car with Narissa. She was taking the boys to school this week, and she gets around 325 and tries to get them, like, pumped up for the game, you know. And then she said, I started looking in the rearview mirror, Mom, and then a huge, ginormous sword was sitting in between her sons in the back seat. And she said, you know, I just looked a second time, and then I looked at the third time, and it did not go away until the boys got out of the car. Don't ever think that the Lord doesn't have you surrounded. Yeah. And that was a warring angel, amen? Hallelujah. Lord, I, I can't fight my battles. Hallelujah. That's what Shelly said. She's got a testimony. Because, but we'll make sure you do testify. But has the Lord fought your battle, Shelly? Are you an overcomer? If you've ever sensed and knew that the Lord fought that battle, can you throw your hand up? And if you knew you won, throw the other hand up. Hallelujah! 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 You want to say something? Yeah, one thing, stay here. I want to challenge you. Go on, if you want to go on social media and say, I heard a message today on angels. If you've got a testimony to share about, you know that the Lord has worked supernaturally in your life. Now listen, you go on Facebook, you're going to get the naysayers. Who cares? You're going to talk about the Lord. Don't even give a rebuttal back if they say something. Just share your testimony and then and God will use you <laughs> allowing and say that it's time for the world, for the Christian world to wake up and see it's that we serve a supernatural, powerful, all-powerful God. Yes. That we need supernatural experiences here in our spiritual walk. That God give us a supernatural vision. So if you want to do that, you go on, do it, share your testimony. How the Lord, you knew an angel had stepped in and you may very well spark someone to start thinking about God working in their lives. Show me the supernatural, Lord. Go ahead and do that.